it back and take a pin. A real warm wine. Sugar lemon to your tea. A real warm wine. We'll compliment your everything. So if you plant the seed and water, it grows. But you never had a real love interest in this show. For the Lex chat today, doing things a little bit differently. I've had a lot of restructuring and I've had a lot of time to think about how I want to approach things moving forward. And um, something that I want to do, like, let's just have my music as the intro music, you know? And uh, we just jump right into the show from there. So you just heard my song, Real Love which is available on all streaming platforms and available for purchase. You can buy a physical album, my album called Love Reset, where this song is a part of that album. You can find that on LexiATL.com or you can send me payment directly. I would highly recommend that you choose the autograph and personal message option when you go to my website, that's LexiATL.com to purchase that album. So yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Lex Chat today. Um, today we are talking about, and Lex Chat is dedicated to music and entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL, that's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L to be part of the conversation. Or catch the replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please make sure you like, follow, subscribe, engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to go the extra mile in supporting me, then you can do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL and make a small monthly donation to help me to be able to create and give you more valuable content and a more on a more consistent basis. So I would greatly appreciate that. Also want to give a shout out to Bobby Fisher. I'm currently wearing the ladies t-shirt dress from the Cool Bear collection. You can find his pieces at IamBobbyFisher.com. Tell him Lexi sent you. So a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the full episode, which by the way, today we're talking about artist development, but a little housekeeping. I just want to let y'all know that I've been restructuring some things and my YouTube is changing. The, the sound and podcasting platforms are gonna stay the same, Lex Chat and whatever else is gonna go through there. Um, if you follow me for like the Lex Lexi Quotes page, I'm going to be getting rid of that. I'm only gonna be having Lexi, a page for Lexi, and a page for Lexi Likes. So the Lexi page is all things music, whatever is music related for Lexi, like my artistry. So my music, my music videos, my interviews, interviewing Lexi the artist, and studio sessions that I record, like when I do the covers stuff and I give y'all behind the scenes for that. Lexi is gonna be dedicated to that. But Lexi Likes is going to be dedicated to 
whatever Lexi likes. I'm Lexi. Hi. So at Lexi likes, that's going to be podcasting. That's going to be fashion. That's going to be reading and finance. Just literally whatever I feel like talking about. I feel like that'll give me more freedom to be able to continue sharing other parts of myself outside of just the artistry, but also without confusing people because apparently apparently our two people are too lazy to sift through like the Lexi account, which has more subscribers, but you know, people want to see up front and center that I'm an artist. So I've made the decision to finally take heed to advice that certain people have been giving me over the years, which is don't confuse your audience, make this page about you, the artist, and then have something else. That's more of a personal page where you can just share a bunch of random stuff. So I've finally taken heed to that advice. And um, hopefully I'm not doing too much anymore since I'm finally separating things. But y'all let me know what y'all think about that decision. And um, because I've been pondering on those things, I have not posted LexChat in a couple weeks. So I'm getting back into the grind of things. But last housekeeping thing, I've decided that LexChats will no longer be an hour long I feel like I'm putting too much pressure on myself to do these long episodes with not a big audience. So going to take less pressure off and see how these shorter content videos do. And yeah, it it takes pressure off of me from having to think of in-depth topics, even though I do enjoy doing them. Like the last one was the hip hop to prison pipeline, super dope episode. Um, And then there was a part two to that, which I don't remember the name of, but If I allow myself to go longer than I will, but I'm not going to pressure myself to do these one hour formats and edit these one hour videos that I'm just not getting a lot of views on anyway. So all of that housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's get into today's Lex chat. So I like Twitter now these days. I like Twitter. I was telling one of my friends that, you know, Twitter is nice now because it actually shows me things that I care about discussing and I can join in on the conversation. One such conversation that I found on Twitter, this is by a user at Naima. Her name is Naima Cochran. Uh, I mean, she posted publicly, so I hope she don't mind me using her as a reference and giving her credit. But the original post was, she quoted something. The original post is a picture from the source news and it says old school versus new school. Why older rappers are selling out tours while younger rappers struggle. And the reason why I specifically gravitated towards Naima's post is because I love what she put in response to this. She said, artist development included developing a stage show, pacing, breath control, all of that. These new artists don't do small clubs, local, and build to radio dates to bigger stages over time. They go straight to a festival stage And half of them rap over the track. And then she goes on to say, which I want to make sure I include these as well. She, she goes on to say that local to that local to regional to national grind had benefits. I've seen a lot of classic acts over the five, over the last five years, they still got breath control for days. They put thought and effort into shows flow. They interact with the crowd and underrated skill, and they give energy. Nas and Wu and LL and the Roots and the Force 
tour guest acts were master classes in stage performance. Cause somebody said, yo, watching the Nas and Wu-Tang on stage recently proves this. When the show ended, those dudes were still on stage ready to go some more. Only one bar was missed the entire show. I won't say who though. And then somebody else said that was on display at the BET awards where the OGs outclassed the youngsters. I mean, everybody was overdubbed, but there was a marked difference in performance quality, stage work and showmanship. And Naima replied, it's been on display all year with the Hip Hop 50 tributes. The elders been running circles around the newer acts. And I wanted to get into this conversation because it's like an extension of like what's going on with hip hop right now, where hip hop sales are are down 40%. And I just saw something the other day that said R&B streams are up by 20%. And I think that one of the differences between why this is, is because people are bored with hip hop. I don't even want to call it hip hop because what's been coming out the past 10 years has not been hip hop in my, in my, that's not fair. It's under the umbrella of hip hop, but it doesn't do a good job of representing the genre, the culture as a whole. Right. But all of that to say. Hip hop is in the decline. Rap is on the decline because there's so much laziness. And even as an audio engineer, I see it for myself when I get clients who come in, they are new rappers who have been rapping for like three to six months. And they just have this weird perception that they don't have to do much to to do well in music. I think there's a lot of things at play when it comes to you know, why these newer artists are not as successful as the older artists. And just like this poster is saying, artist development is where these newer artists are lacking. So let me think. When I was growing up, the standard and the norm were people like Beyonce, Destiny's Child, um, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Michael Jackson, um, Who else? I guess Brandy, Chris Brown, Trey Songz. I don't think he really performed like that, but his music was good. So, you know, they could get over Ray J, B2K. Just there were so many acts. Tierra Marie, Rihanna, you know, so many artists that were considered mainstream. Right. And they had this machine of a label behind them. And they have longevity side note why do you think somebody like britney spears can come out of like a 15-year conservatorship i don't know the number but why do you think someone like britney spears can come out of a 15-year conservatorship and people are still they would be excited if britney spears came out with some music why do you think nsync is able to you know just all these different things all these different things all that to say right the difference between artists that I witnessed growing up and the artists that are like today that come out today is the artist development behind it. So back then you might get signed, but you won't be seen or heard for like two, three years because the label or management or whoever would decide to you undergo like an artist academy, like an education where you're learning music history, you're studying older acts that came before you, you're getting 
media training, you are doing boot camps, you are doing singing lessons, you're getting dance lessons, choreography, and you're in the studio 12 hours a day, five days a week. Like it really is a job. And it showed, their development showed in their stage presence. It showed in how they interacted with the media and it shows in the longevity of their career. I think what's really sad is, and I posted this the other day on Twitter as well in another discussion, but unfortunately the industry no longer has the foundation of being talent based. And because it's a popularity driven industry now, and labels have only become interested in people who they perceive to drive numbers, people who they perceive to have bigger audiences, because of how that has changed, the business model has changed, talent is not the foundation of the industry. And because talent is not the foundation of the industry, remember it used to be that they would find the talent and then the label would worry about the packaging and the selling. And it was expected that you would do, let's say, we'll be generous and say three to five albums. A lot of the older contracts, you're probably hitting closer to like five to 10 albums or like five to seven albums with options included or whatever. They don't even do those kinds of deals anymore because of how, we'll call it volatile. They don't do those kinds of deals anymore because of how volatile the industry has become. And the reason why there's bad stage present, there's bad, um, attention spans, right? Is because the music has been crap. There has been no artist development. There have only been people who are popular and then all of a sudden they might decide that they want to do music because music is a cool thing to do for popular people or with the um with the coming of social media, right? The perception of going viral it's a false perception for one. I just learned this like last year. People who go viral are more than likely already signed to someone and they more than likely already have some kind of team behind them who was like pushing for this virality to happen. But with social media, there's like this false perception that you're good because you went viral, but you really got to look at why people are going viral. People aren't going viral for the talent. They're going viral for the shock factor, right? They're going viral for being outrageous. Recently, we've seen like the Cheesecake Factory girl, right? It's going viral because she looks dumb. It does encourage conversation, right? But it's going viral for like wrong reasons. She tried to play somebody and she ended up looking foolish. I'm trying to think like the clearest example in my mind is... I hate bringing her name up because I don't want to be talking about people, but Ice Spice. I recently watched this video by this YouTuber named Zach, Zach Campbell, I think his name is. And he was reviewing her SNL performance because I think she's like on the season premiere of the show with Pete Davidson or whatever. And she performed two songs and all she did was stand in the middle of the stage and do some cute little da da da. And I'm not a fan of Ice Spice. I can, I can clap for her for the fact that she's like successful now and how she's come up or whatever but we gave Saweetie such a hard time right (laughs) for her stage but at least Saweetie was trying right when I see Ice Spice performing 
it's like she's too cool to do certain things, right? And that's, I think, the problem. So other than people becoming, they're becoming popular or famous too quickly and they don't have the time to develop themselves as artists. Other than that, some of these people don't feel like they have to work hard. I think, unfortunately, social media has made people believe that if I can go viral, then I don't need to put in the work to be a good artist, <laughs> which is weird to me because don't we like money? If we like money, you're asking somebody to bank on you. How am I going to say this? I'm trying to say this as like eloquently as possible, right? When it comes to business, your goal should be sustainability. It should not be a quick burst. No business is going to be sustainable off of just having a, a quick run of popularity, right? You have to maintain if you hope to stay in business. So if we are artists and we think of ourselves as entrepreneurs and we think of ourselves as businesses, wouldn't your goal be longevity and sustainability? How do you maintain longevity and stability? You continue to improve or you at least come out at a certain level that can be built upon, that has a foundation that can be built upon, right? The talent is the starter. The talent is the rock, which you could fall down on, right? You could fall back on. If you can't do nothing else, you better actually be able to sing. You better actually be able to write and rap your music. But that's not a thing anymore, right? Once you get your music together, you would usually get a stylist, some kind of team that would help you present yourself in a way that is fitting of an artist, your ideal look, right? And then you would get media training where you would sit down with somebody to learn how to talk to an interviewer, how to answer questions. It's basically like a public speaking class, right? You're learning how to get rid of your filler words, people who say like and um too much, um, like that would be a filler. People who say like and um too much and you learn that it's okay to take pauses and be silent to ponder your questions, but not to ponder too long. You learn how to think on your feet and you learn how to have like some kind of decorum, right? And how to interact with the interviewer, how to skate past questions that you don't necessarily wanna answer. Or when an interviewer is trying to get you to be messy against somebody else, how to handle those things and how to spin it back into your favor as far as whatever we're supposed to be on this interview talking about right now. And that was important. But now, now we don't have that development. And unfortunately, I'm trying to think. A great example, of course, is Beyonce. She's at a point where she doesn't have to talk to anybody. She doesn't have to talk to any media if she doesn't want to. Um, but she is a great example because I also saw something the other day where people were like, we haven't even really gotten to enjoy Sexy Red that long before these crazy comments kept coming out. Like, even with someone like a Sexy Red, right? We had ratchet artists back then but even the ratchet artists had training and knew how to navigate through media. But what we're seeing today is because the labels 
They've stopped caring about artist development and they've stopped caring about the development of the artists. Did I just say that? They've stopped caring about the talent and they only, they don't care about the development anymore. They want the artists to come with their own audience. But if we're being real, audiences aren't really being built. They're not being built in music the way that they used to do, right? Um, and I wanna go into this comment, right? This person on Twitter said, they go straight to a festival stage and half rap over the track. When we saw Saweetie Rise and Sexy Red as well, like her first year, she went to Rolling Loud and people were clowning her because they said her performance was boring. But it's like, when did she have time? And then, oh gosh, I saw her on the stage with Taylor Swift and she didn't, she looked like she didn't really know what to do, how to work the crowd. If Taylor is working this side of the stage, then you walk on this side and then eventually y'all come together and y'all interact and then maybe y'all split and work different sides of the crowd, right? So I'm just, just seeing certain things. Um, and the YouTuber I was watching, Zach Campbell, he was like, is she untalented or overhyped? I'm not going to answer that question, but I'm going I'm to let y'all ponder on that. But it's just like, you know, she went viral and suddenly she was up on Rolling Loud stages and suddenly she's got a song with Taylor Swift and Nikki even co-signed her by working with her. Nikki gave her a co-sign, which that was a big shock to me. But I think that was more of a business move on Nikki's part versus like a I'm about to take you under my wing and you're going to be the princess of rap. I think that was more of a business move because she was popular. Um, but you know, Ice Spice has the appeal that people like. They like her. She seems genuine. She's cute. She recognizes the lane that she's in. She recognizes the role that she fulfills in music. She doesn't take her lyricism too, too seriously which I think is part of the problem because cute only lasts for so long. And there's just really this weird obsession with grasping the moment while you can, like granted, yes, you have to take advantage of the moment while you can. But if that foundation had been built before reaching that viral moment, then there's a better chance of being successful and having longevity within the music industry. Why do we keep seeing artists pop up and then they disappear? There's no longevity, there's no plan for sustainability. This is what it always goes back to, sustainability. When you are a business, you invest, you reinvest into the business. Artists will get themselves longevity if they continue to grow, but unfortunately, there's like a lack of respect for artist development all around from the labels and from the artists. The artists don't feel like they have to develop because the labels are looking for streams and virality anyway, right? And followers. So if you can get followers by doing dumb stuff online versus honing in on the music, then they're gonna do that. The labels don't even wanna put the work into building these artists anymore. So there's just a lack of development because 
I, I guess the thinking on the label side is if we throw a bag behind somebody who already has these perceived millions of followers and millions of subscribers, then why should we blow a bag trying to get someone like package someone who's actually talented and then sell them to the world? <clears throat> Labels used to be advertising agencies. Not anymore. They're just banks now. But why should they put their money up to grow this artist when they can just have a quick money grab and constantly finding whoever the next wave is versus ushering in a movement with music versus caring about the evolution of an artist and caring about the quality of what we're putting out. And I know my thoughts have probably been all over the place with this conversation, but truly the reason why the older artists are doing better is because there was an, an understanding and an appreciation of development which would lead to a long career, which I thought was the goal of getting into any career, longevity. How do you expect to have longevity if you're not willing to reinvest into the skills that will allow your business to stay relevant, that will allow your business to be sustainable? I think a lot of these issues stem from the greed Like I said, why should a label develop someone when all they need to do is pick up their audience, throw a few, throw a few bucks, put the machine behind them and get quicker results. We keep getting these popcorn artists because our values are misplaced. Our values are misplaced. And we keep chasing these perceptions of numbers and streams like we keep chasing this digital stuff over the real stuff and um yeah I think a lot of people made like excellent points under this post especially with working from the local to the regional to the national grind and that having its benefits because I know for me it's taken me a long time y'all a very long time I expected this to be a lifetime journey, but I didn't expect it to take this many years. You know what I'm saying? But even for me, just starting from recording on my laptop at home, right? And then I started singing the national anthem for school sporting events. And then I sang for my high school graduation. And then I would do open mics. And then I learned how to record myself. And just there, there's a curiosity in me that I don't see with a lot of upcoming artists. And it's the curiosity of learning every aspect I can possibly learn about this industry that I'm in and about this thing that I say I love. I don't think there's love in the industry. That's what it's coming down to. These new artists, they don't love it the way that the others do. There's not a dedication. When you don't love something, there's not a dedication to it. And honestly, when you don't love something, you're just trying to get as much out of it as you can before you're ready to move on to the next thing before you're ready to move on to the highest bidder so all of this stems from the issue of us missing out on love we ain't got no love people there needs to be a love of the art a love of learning a love of developing everything has been reduced to cash grabs and that's where we're going wrong so 
Artists back then were developed and more likely to have longevity and build a fan base and grow and evolve with their fan base. Whereas now we just get quick spurts and quick popcorn artists these days. And that's why the older artists will continue to do better than the newer artists because from a different time, there was love, there was appreciation, and there was work ethic. And there was no delusion of success just because you have however many people on Instagram that you bought. So those are my thoughts on this topic, but y'all let me know what y'all think in the comment section down below or leave a review and let me know what you think about this conversation. Do you feel like the, the new school struggles compared to the old school? DJ65789 says you can't skip the process that builds longevity, not long jeopardy, <laughs> longevity. But yeah, let me know what y'all think about this. And thank you so much for tuning into the Lex chat. Remember, you can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL and sometimes on YouTube when I feel like hopping on there as well. And um, yeah, buy the buy the album, Love Reset, everywhere, LexiATL.com. <laughs> Well, thank y'all so much for tuning in. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. Never had a